Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. So Mary, okay. how's it going? It's going great. Thanks, Sean. Good to hear. Steve, you doing good, man? Hey, if Mary's good, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when Mary's not good. All good. <laughs> She's the ultimate what optimist. Are you trying to say? Group. No, that's true. <laughs> I never know. Like, yeah, he's saying you're a very holy person. That's with, right. Uh, holy oh, optimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And perseverance. Please don't call me that. Perseverance. I'll take that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have. Uh, yeah, your optimism perseveres. She doesn't have much perseverance in being called holy, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, please don't put that one on me. Okay. Nope. (laughs) Wow. Um, So we just dive right into things? We're the divers. We're the divers. Um, if, uh, If I came to you, Steve, and I said, man, what's going on is just too much right now. The the car broke down. I'm having troubles with relationship and uh, you wouldn't even believe it on. I walked up to my second floor apartment and the dishwasher flooded and now it's flooded down to the first floor and all this is happening. Um, I, I just, I just need to get through this. Well, what, what would your advice yeah. be to me? You mean other than it's time for you to start writing country songs? <laughs> <laughs> Dog ran away with the yeah with the refrigerator broke down the truck broke. <laughs> <laughs> I do live in Texas, so it does come more naturally. <laughs> we, cer- uh, we certainly we certainly don't want to minimize country what's music. going on in people's lives. <laughs> we don't want to minimize country music. Just, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> My gosh, I can listen to Darius Rucker all day. I think oh. he's gone country. Get all hooty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what happened to the blowfish? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> it's unknowable. <laughs> Some say he's hitting it inside his songs, but yeah, okay, we'll see. But yeah, what you know, I got all this stuff going on, and um, like, what do I do, man? I, I just got to get. I just got to get through this. Sure. We certainly never minimize people's current circumstances. Whatever's going on is going on. The issue comes with recognizing that that sense of being overwhelmed with things can be our our lie-based pain being exposed. Because our present situations, they are very rarely the true cause of our responses to things or, or our emotional pain or our anger or our frustration. It has something to do with it, but it's not fully about that. So what does he do? What What is he supposed to do? So what, do you, what do you mean, Steve? My, well, my fridge broke, man. Well, you cover your bases, right? You make sure that you, you take care of those things that need to be taken care of. But underneath that, how much uh, of our frustration with that is the why me? Mm. Or it figures, mm-hmm. right? And just that sense of, wanting to give up, toss it in and just uh, blame so many different things. We'd look to some, somebody else to blame. That's one of our 
pain managing solutions is to look for somebody else to blame. It's that'd be the, and you can tell, go ahead, Sean. Oh, it's, it's gotta be the fridge company's fault, you know, darn, uh, darn Ford just don't make them like they used to. It's, it's gotta be all of those other things. It can't be that I didn't, you know, take it for an oil change for 50,000 miles. That can't be it. I never rotated no, my tires. <laughs> they, they right. Can't. That could not have contributed to this whatsoever, to the situation. You know, in every situation that happens to us, you know, take a look at what's my response. You know, is my response anger and I start getting mad at the people around me? I start throwing things, kicking things. I yell at the person on the phone when I call to tell them, you know, what happens, you know, or do I feel like poor me? You know, this stuff always happens to me. Why is it always me that this happens to? Or do I get super afraid? We just don't have the money. I can't do this. I don't make enough money. We can't take care of these. You know, what? what's our emotional response when that happens? And I'm not necessarily asking you that right now to, to delve into that, but that that's really the issue. I think that makes most of us want to get more peace in our life because life does happen. All the stuff that you said happens and lots and lots of more painful things can happen, right? So like Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation in this world, but be of good cheer because I've overcome it. You know, when you look around and you see all the tribulation that's happening and some of it is you know, you, a person loses a child or their spouse is unfaithful, or, you know, I don't want to weigh the pain of one over the pain of another, but what I'm saying is there's a lot of pain out there. And so the circumstance can be super painful, but what's our response, you know, and that response many times is not just about the current situation, which can be very painful, but also can be a, a, trigger to a lot of unresolved stuff that's happened in our life that actually gets dumped into our current circumstance and makes it completely overwhelming. So if you if your refrigerator breaks and you're screaming at your kid because, you know, they they've been leaving it open or your wife because, you know, whatever, then that's that's over the top, right? That doesn't fit the situation. So why is that happening? Looking inside to see why is that happening can help you move to a place of peace. Looking at the current circumstances as an opportunity to is, is huge. Um, who was it that I want to give, I want to give credit where, who came up with the, this thought first, but because I don't remember who, who I heard say it first, like everybody gets through the trial at the end of the day. And even if you die, you get through the trial. I think Ed said that. Is that from Ed? He did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we give. Yeah, it's, a, it's on his training videos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Papa. They forgot. He's like, yeah. You, well, you get through it. Either you get through it, you die. He's like, or what else? Oh, Jesus comes back. So, so changing those things from your perspective, instead of being like, why aren't things going easier for me? But how can I be transformed by it instead? How can I become stronger? How can Ooh. I become more secure? So if you just go back to the things you listed off, yep. yeah, the overwhelm thing, uh, it might tie back to somebody's experience of being overwhelmed, but 
in my experience, what I found is that when people gravitate toward that and they feel that, and they might even feel the sense of being overwhelmed, it's very possible that they go back to a place where they're alone. Mm. Even though this person, you know, in the scenario that you talked about, you've got your wife, you've got your daughter, but all this stuff goes on, breaks down, and you don't even recognize it until you take the time to look, to reflect that that puts me back to being all alone. It could be, I've just moved schools. I'm in third grade. It's halfway through the fourth quarter. I don't know why my parents pulled me out, but they did for the last four weeks of school. And here I am in this classroom. I feel so alone. Being alone in a classroom uh, where you're the new kid is so far removed from what's just blown up in your life today, 20, 30, 40 years later. But back there, it wasn't just I'm alone. It could also be um, that I don't matter. Right. Because that stuff stacks up, right? Like, right. Um, I remember a pastor was talking about um, relational issues and he was talking about how, like, you know, like when you're, if, if your spouse is yelling at, or, you know, you, you're feeling like your spouse is yelling at you about like the way that you, no, actually, I'm going to do a real life example. I remember a conversation with my dad um, where he was like, hey, this is the way that you need to do the, the, the uh, silverware which uh, this is, this is the, this is the only way you should do it is you put it down. So the fork, the pokey parts of the fork go down, the knife goes down and the spoon goes down because then you can just grab it and then put it in the thing. Right. And I was like, ah, well, um, I, and I think at, at that point I'd, I'd redone the dish dishes and I'd, I'd done it up and he, he came and talked to me about it again. And I was like, oh man, well, I'm going to look online and see like, what is the best way? Like, what do other people think besides like me and my dad? So I would go online. I was like, and, and according to, you know, the internet at that time, it was saying how you should actually do both. So some should be down and some should be up to create more water to go through. Right. And I remember like being so excited talking to my dad, like, dad, I did research on this and I found that this is the best way to do it because then more water comes through and it's cleaner. Um, because if it's all bundled up at the bottom, it's not going to get clean. And he just stared at me. And, and I realized, oh, it's not about the silverware. You don't feel listened to, do you? That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's like this, this layer underneath. It was never about the silverware. It was never even about the silverware, the way the forks were. It was, it was feeling listened to. And we, didn't, we never really had a relationship to, to look at those things and see how far back or what that tied back to. But... I think I think we do that with a lot of things where what we're feeling today about our present circumstance isn't really about the silverware or the way to put it in. And we're probably going to get like emails and floods of comments like, no, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> it's not about the silverware, y'all. <laughs> and just to be technically accurate, yeah, you don't feel not listened to. Ooh. You come to a conclusion or an assumption. Yeah. Good point. That you're not being listened to. What you're feeling is invalidation or shame right and then underneath that is those beliefs because it could be somebody's not listened to i, I like that nuance I, I like that nuance about yeah because you're right it's not that because that's not an emotion not feeling listened to it's the invalidation that comes with that 
or possibly the mm-hmm. shame, but invalidation is a monster. It's such a monster. Mm-hmm. It's like all over. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that's what fuels so many internet? Tr- this is a so total like side subject, but that's what fuels so many internet trolls to get in so many arguments online. They're like, no, this is what's right. Ah, like, I, I think that I I know that the simple oversimplifying it, but I, I wonder how much of that comes from invalidation in life. I would say the vast majority. Yeah, that's how social media has capitalized on our pain. It's given us a platform. <laughs> totally. Right? right. Before the internet, it was, I mean, the joke, uh, as far as being an expert is, what's an expert? It's somebody who comes from more than 50 miles away and carries a briefcase. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're important because you've traveled here. Right. And now you're important mm-hmm. because you got a keyboard. You got a keyboard and X amount of followers or, Yeah. So we're talking about looking underneath the surface yeah. in a current circumstance. Sorry. Thanks, thanks for bringing us back. What's really going on. Back in. Uh, <laughs> I had some more coffee. So my, my brain's kicking in. <laughs> so, yeah, because in the current circumstance, and we've talked about this before, but I think we need to keep saying it over and over and over um, because I even catch myself in my personal life, like, feeling feelings and justifying them based on what's happening right now. And then I'll, and then I, I kind of, you know, when I have a time to reflect on that, I realize it's not even about that. And uh, I talked to my husband a lot about, you know, gosh, I I'm so sorry when we were out there working on the chicken fence, you know, and you told me to do this and I just went ahead and did that, you know, I'm so sorry that I just, you know, disregarded what you said. But in that moment, I was feeling like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've done this before, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But underneath that is insecurity of some kind, you know, feeling of, you know, I know he values me. He totally, he is the best husband in the world out there, I believe. You know, so I know it has nothing to do with him thinking I'm stupid or him thinking that I can't figure stuff out or none of that. But yet in that moment, I was feeling a little bit of that kind of, um, you know, I can figure stuff out. You know, I can do it. I don't have. And it went right back to family with 10 kids being number eight. Everybody knew better than me, except for the two younger ones, you know on the totem pole, so to speak, all the older ones obviously did know more than me because they'd lived longer, at least as a child, it felt that way. And so always being told what to do and feeling like I'm not smart enough to figure anything out, you know, just that simple thing happening in the chicken pen, you know, if we just take the time to reflect on why was I unkind to my spouse? You know, he doesn't deserve that. He's brilliant, you know, and his suggestion actually would have been amazing if I'd have just done it. So really building intimacy with a person takes transparency. And I think what what we everybody wants is transparency and intimacy in their relationships, right? But they don't know how to get it. And And I would love to help people see reasons why they are not able to really connect with others in their life like they would like to, you know, because that's a desire we all have. 
and we don't even realize, you know, if I get mad at my husband because of what he said, then that puts a wedge between us. I don't want that, but yet he's such a jerk. You know, he always says that stuff. You know, we don't see that if I remove that offense from my heart and get healing on what's under it, he actually becomes a prince and he didn't even do anything different. Right. Right. And then that (laughs) brings us closer together. So it's all about perception and, and getting God's perspective on things um, heals our hearts, helps us to love and move forward in our lives. And God's perspective on our identity, who we truly are. Going yes. back to the, going back to the country song that Sean experienced, mm. the example that he gave, <laughs> it certainly can be overwhelming. And you might go back to, like I said, that little kid that all alone. Well, what difference does that make? Well, the more that people experience whatever Jesus has, the more that they drop their guard and they open up and allow Jesus to address whatever's happening in that memory with whatever was believed, whether you hear the Lord, whether you see the Lord, whether you sense him doing something that then when that's resolved in that place, you can go back to the country song that you're currently living in and go, okay, I can get through this. Mm -hmm. And it just slows down. It takes away some of the panic. It takes away some of the shame and the invalidation. And then you, you still have to do what you need to do. Right. You know, in Wisconsin, we're coming up on, the winter months right now. And if you've got bald tires on your car, do you then just say, okay, I'm just not going to go out. I'm not going to drive for the next four months. Yeah. You can certainly choose to do that. Correct. Right. Yep. But what if you were to invest in getting new tires, even if that hurts on the front end to get better tires, to be able to navigate through the snow and the ice that's what we need for us. We So you can get through some of the, the bad weather on the roads here when you, you've got good tires. But we blame our, <laughs> we would blame the, the, it's like blaming the snow and the ice for being there. Like, that's one of my prayers. Lord, I love, I love snow, but you could, could you just have it snow on the trees and on the grass and <laughs> have it not fall on the sidewalk or blow into the roads? He hasn't granted that request yet. But the idea is that God wants to, uh, walk all of us through those places to put better tires on us so that we can navigate because he doesn't promise that the roads are always going to be clear. And we try to do that for our kids thinking that's going to help them, but it's no, it's the preparation for the journey for the road, not clearing the road because stuff's going to happen. That's, that's so good. Steve. Yeah. You're awesome at word pictures, <laughs> analogies. Yeah. Thank you. That that's so good. It, it, helps people understand, I think, what they need to move forward. Hmm. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. If any of this has resonated with you or helped you, please leave us a comment and a review. And don't forget to follow for more great content. We'll see you next time.